record. I have a giant sticky note that says hit record because I forgot to do that earlier. Oh, it <laughs> sucks when you fucking forget to press record. Dude. Yeah, that was a fuck for sure. <laughs> All right, five, four, three. Would you like to introduce yourself to the world? Um, it's Tales from the Animal Kingdom or TFTAK podcast because Tales from the Animal Kingdom's a mouthful. Um, and yeah, it's just me on my own, Adam, and I just talk shit to anyone in the world about anything they want. We cover real life issues, flat earth, aliens, mushroom overlords, and fourth dimensional beings. Actually, there is no stopping. If you want to chat about it, I'll chat to you about it. That, that's what the podcast is about. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. And I am so happy to have you on the blind knowledge train. And this train is going somewhere, man. I don't know where we're going, but we have a track and we have a train. The destination is unknown, but I think it's to the stars. We're going to have to find out, you know, knock on wood and everything. Either that or, you know, we're just going to float and then fall like a balloon that gets popped. So either way, man, we're going to have a lot of fun. A lot of fun indeed. But I got to ask you the first question. Gotta know, bro. Adam, we gotta know. How'd you get into podcasting? Did I get into podcast? Oh, yeah, was it like know? a referral? Did you stumble upon it? Did you just say, oh, wow, that looks cool? Like, how did you get into this thing, this industry? Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll go for the long, boring story. Um, as I have, it's, it's, always a, it's always a weird one when people ask, like, how did you get into it? Because sometimes I just say, oh, yeah, I just fancy doing something different. And then going from there. Well, you could I mean, say you're just on a bender and you ended up with a microphone and you're listening back and it sounded good. <laughs> oh, no, I, I literally can't stand the sound of my own voice. Dude. That definitely wouldn't have happened. Uh, but, but the way it happened is I, I was at work and I was a welder at the time and I was allowed to have my own little space. And I filled that with listening to music. I'm a guitarist, metalhead first and foremost so i used to listen to my heavy metal music while doing welding yeah man it is suited down to the t and then as things are i was like oh, looking for something a bit different so i stumbled across obviously joe rogan uh, sam tripoli with tinfoil hat um, a lot of guests um you know tim dylan lots of different people and it's nothing against US-based podcast. This is an important thing because every time I say the story, people are like, oh, you fucking hate Americans. I don't. We're like two minutes in, bro, and you're already hating on us over here. (laughs) (laughs) But every time I say it, they're like, what have you got against it, man? And it's like, I haven't got anything against Americans. We're very defensive. Very defensive. (laughs) We're number one, bro. No number twos over here. (laughs) Yeah. But but yeah, man. I mean, it's I was listening to all, all the all the like American guys doing it, and there was just certain words and phrases. Not, not so much the slang terms, but when you talk about your, you know, the governments, um, amendments, uh, but you know, and things like that. I was like, what the fuck is this? And I'm a lazy, ignorant English man. I did not fucking bother to look into any of it. So I just went, do you know what? I want to fucking do a podcast where I talk shit with one of my pals and I'm going to talk about English shit and English problems. And that's how it all started. Interesting. <laughs> really? Yeah. Cool, man. So you kind of filled a hole, a gap, a niche that wasn't there. So you're saying you just couldn't find someone in the UK that was 
podcasting or just they were total shit? Well, I looked at I looked at a few in the UK and trying to find the UK specifically was um, a little bit difficult. And mm. well, the podcast started off with I have a I have a long history of being in a band uh, in many bands actually, and I have a very good friend uh, called Aaron who I was in a band with many moons ago. Probably two thousand and seven we started. Mm, and we've wow. been in contact. We've been friends for like 20 years. And he's like my go-to guy for anything outlandish. If I have a weird idea or something like that, I can go to Aaron and go, oh, what about this? And he'll be like, yeah, fucking cool. Let's go for it. And nice. when I was thinking of, when I was thinking about the podcast, I was like, I wonder if Aaron would be up for it. Because I need to talk to someone. I can't sit there and talk to myself. So I said to Aaron, hey, man, this is my idea. What do you want to do? And he said, count me in let's do it and we turned around the podcast the first episode in a week from the initial idea wow wow for anyone listening out there that doesn't do podcasts that's pretty fast for sure i would say yeah man that's from nothing i had no equipment at all i didn't even have a laptop from that first discussion no yes man i spoke to aaron on my phone i texted him and said shall we do it and he was like yeah, let's fucking do it. I had no idea what I needed to record, what an RSS feed was to how to launch a podcast, how to do anything at all. It was just like, it was one of the stupid ideas that I normally have. And we just rolled with it as such. That's cool as hell. That's cool yeah. as hell, dude. Um, it is funny that you're just like, well, we'll just talk shit. Cause that's, that's what we want to do. Uh, yeah. that's, that's hilarious. Yeah, podcasting itself, it's its huge in the U.S., obviously. Um, I looked at a map the other day of, like, where podcasts are. You know, the darkest on the map. So it went from light to dark, and the darkest was the U.S. Like, we are so oversaturated. We are uh, inundated in podcasts. Everyone wants to podcast. Everyone thinks they can podcast. Yeah, and, in, sure. and included in those numbers, and I, it's somewhere between 750,000 and 1.2 million. Um Basically, they're they're counting anyone that really has a anchor or a Discord, uh, a um, a speaker rather. Even if they upload mm. one episode and then quit, you know they're they're still counted. So I think those numbers are a little off, but yeah, it makes sense. I mean, shit, you the, you can find a podcast about what color socks to wear, pretty much at yeah. this point. <laughs> but the the reason why I bring that up is on the map. You know, Europe is is starting to get on the well. At least they were on the map. It was a light shade, but it wasn't as light as other areas. Uh, India had a, a darker color, even China. But you know, around the UK, France, Germany, that area, you know, it seems like it's starting to get with it. Um, at least you know, in the podcasting thing. Um. At this point now, now that you're in it, now that you're doing it, have you noticed an uptick in UK podcasts, or is this map lying to me? No, yeah, that definitely. Obviously, this is, we. I started, I always say we, people always, I'll just clarify one It's the royal we, my friend, it's the That's royal it, man. That's it, but the, but the part I need to clarify is because Aaron is no longer in the show. Aaron is no longer anything to do with uh. TFTAK. 
there's no there's no bad blood there uh, we you know i can explain all of that story of how it progressed over the year um we can we can go down there but yeah the, you're right every time i say we it's me and the podcast it's the royal we because uh, so many people go we who who is it you and who and i'm like no man it's me and the fucking podcast it's like it's, yeah, it's a collective. Exactly, <laughs> it's a thing. It's it's a thing. it's me and the thing. It's it's us. Yeah, I get that. So yeah, to, to answer the question, there is an uptake since I started a year ago. I notice even in my small towns that there is podcasts coming up that I've never heard of or would never have heard of, and I think a lot of people. This is not this is not to sound like oh cliche because it's all in the news, but I think a lot of people want to be the next Joe Rogan. And a lot of young lads, probably 18, 19, 20 year olds. I'm speaking for the UK. A lot of the podcasts are young lads, all smoking, getting high, and just talking shit between them as friends, which I absolutely agree with. And that's how I started. But the, I think a lot of the guys just see it as like, we can make a quick podcast and then it's going to blow up and we're going to be millionaires because there's not a lot of quality in it. And I've actually branched out to people and said look dude i'm not trying to blow smoke up my own ass but i've been doing it for this long if you want some hints and pointers how to get like intro music how to get this i can show you and no one wants to know so everyone so you i you know i'll fucking leave them to it that actually that perfectly aligns with blind knowledge and what we are trying to do um <laughs> Basically, you know, it's all about that collective spirit helping out. Like if someone, like you said, needs help with an intro, maybe needs to chop up segments and, and figure out how to transition. And maybe they need to use inflections in their voice because they're too monotone. It's a tough subject to bring up, but it's just constructive criticism. We should all be direct yeah. and honest because it's going to it's going to help in the end. I totally agree. Like everyone thinks they can podcast. Everyone thinks they could just go on the radio Everyone thinks they can pick up a guitar and play it in 30 days. Nope, nope, and no way, dude. No way. But I, I, I have to believe that being a musician, having that background, that creative outlet, you know, podcasting does does that kind of um, does that kind of align with? Um, is it the same feeling? Is it the same kind of release of energy that you get from music or? You know, is it is it comparable? You think, or are they two different things? Well, that, that's 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 a good question, man. Because it, it's something I've thought about personally off air a lot of the time. Because uh, you know, I I play guitar for years since I was fifteen. So about oh god, I'm thirty three now. So too fucking long. And it's like I, I I haven't really been playing guitar the last few years because I've just been busy doing other stuff. And I know it's no excuse. Every other guitarist in the world's gonna go, "Oh, you lazy fucks, pick up the guitar." But yeah, it's for me doing the podcast is actually a lot more rewarding than playing live in a band. I, I don't know about yourself if you've ever played live, but we, me and Aaron and the bands I was in, I mean, in one year, I think we did two hundred shows in a year. That's that's a lot of fucking shows, dude. Yeah, it, that's professional <laughs> status. That's the real deal. Damn, two hundred dates. Yeah, wow. It was it was it was insane. We were playing. Sometimes we were playing seven nights a week, um, and some nights we were doing two, and it could even be three shows in one night Damn. by jumping around and going to other venues just to fill in because we were like helping out other people. You know, if you need someone to fill in, we'll do a twenty minute set. We'll do a fifteen minute set. 
and loading in loading out mic checks all the practice time all of the gear equipment and cost behind it you know i spoke about on my last episode with um, when we had Paul Gus the rapper on it's just it's you don't get much from it because you're such a perfectionist as a musician every time someone comes up to you and says oh that was really good you beat yourself up and go i don't know if it was though because i fucked this bit up but for some reason dude with the podcast i can do it and when i get feedback i'm like yeah cheers cheers man thanks very much that's fucking that's awesome because you can see your numbers you can see the stats and I don't know. It gives me a lot more. Yeah, to answer your question without going on too much for tangent, it's it's comparable but not exactly the same. Right on. Yeah, I um I agree. Yeah, I've been playing guitar since I was fifteen too, and I'm thirty five, so that's about twenty years, which makes me feel like I should get a rocking chair at this point. <laughs> um, you know, I yeah, I've played out. I played out uh, in around Boston. I've been in recording studios. I've done the deal. I did it young. I did it in my teens and my twenties, and then I kind of, I don't know. I still fiddle with the guitar, but I kind of lost touch with it recently. I've, I'm focused on this. I'm focused on the business part, which takes up all of my time, pretty much. Um, and then you know, I'm finally, finally back to broadcasting and like having these discussions and setting up interviews and it's the stuff I love man I I love it do you find yourself ever you know do you just ever have a day where you're like hmm, I don't want to do this today well in terms of like podcasting yeah in terms of podcasting like have you ever woken up and you have a show and you're supposed to be scheduled and have you ever just said hmm nah not not really, but I did have a big wobble um, back in uh, probably end of September or September time. That was when, well, when Aaron and me went separate ways. Um, oh, yeah, that's different. Yeah, that's there was it's emotional. But damage. but the, I but I literally had a wobble um, three episodes before before yeah, but three episodes before we called it a day as us two. I hated every fucking minute of it, and I'm, I'm not going to lie. And I know it's going out to everyone uh, because I I, I I don't want to sugarcoat it because uh, my podcast isn't like that at all. And I did, I, I literally couldn't stand it. And I said to my wife, "I don't want to do this no more. I literally do not want to do it. It was it was a drain. It was ag every fucking week to log in and just speak. And people listen to the episodes which I talk about, and they're like, what? It doesn't, you can't tell. And I was like, yeah, I know, man, because I'm good at covering it up. But I, yeah. And, and that's why there's a, a whole change from the last few episodes. And I sound so different. And the podcast is different as well. It's because I love it again now. I fell in love with it. You can totally tell when someone's passionate about something versus they're just like trying to get through the day. I think, yeah. it, I think it subconsciously actually comes through. Like, I, I truly believe that when you hear someone that's really into it, that really believes in what they're doing and is well prepared and they're just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this. You know, there's there's this energy that, that the audience yeah, gets, sure. at least in my like my seat. I'm like, wow, this this even if it's not interesting for some things, it's just like, well, I'll try. I'll try. This dude likes it or this woman likes it. So, yeah, maybe I'll like it too. Um, yeah, it's almost contagious. 
That must have been hard. That must have been hard to have a creative partner that you spent a lot of time with, a lot of effort. I've been through situations with, you know, musicians in and out of bands, you know, people come and go where it's like you you put this effort in, you know, this person becomes such a close, close friend. At this point in your career, as far as podcasting, do you ever see yourself going with another permanent co-host or do you see yourself kind of maybe having recurring co-hosts at this point? What is your long term setup i guess is the question there is no future plans for tftak to have a co-host or reoccurring co-host that that's just straight up because where the podcast has been has gone in the last three four months has blown up and it's just been me doing it I'm not trying to sound big-headed, but it's about me having creative control mm. over everything, and I want to stick it. I want to stick to it just like that. I've got other projects and plans in the future with other people where we could, where you know, we'll have, you know, we'll work together. But for TFTAK, and the purposes of this chat is just going to be me. So right people have to just fucking put up with it. Put up with my voice only now. Hey man, I got knowledge this degree. I don't have a co-host. I mean, personally. I'd actually rather a co-host, maybe not on this format with the behind the content, but going forward when I actually am rolling out knowledge degree and we have segments and we have call-ins actually, we're going to have text-ins, we're going to have a mailbag, and I of course have guests lined up up the wazoo. Um, I still I still enjoy having a co-host. I like having a way to bounce off of someone and not just have me go on some diatribe because like Adam, I'm good for 5 minutes. 5 solid solid live minutes. After that, I don't know. But anyway, it just seems to me like as someone that's in bands, you know, maybe not with TFTAK, but do you see yourself doing maybe another pod or another project with one two four seven people yeah sure i'll I'll always have the door open i'll be very open to discussing with anyone if they want to do um any future projects i mean i've got one lined up anyway which is international uh, which is going to take up a lot of time um because i get stuck in dude you know like when i well like yourself pretty much when i've got an idea in my head and i'm like right let's roll with it I'm rolling with it a hundred percent. Full force. I'm putting all my time, all my effort, and I'm like, like before, like I said, dude. With when me and Aaron had the initial idea of the podcast, I was boom. I need a laptop. Bought a laptop that afternoon. I need this. Bought bought this. I need this. Bought that. And, and I was just like, right, I'm ready. And within a couple of days, <laughs> I was ready because ready. I was like, fucking, let's, let's go, let's do this. So yeah, man. Hell yeah, I I recognize that. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. Oh, I need a green screen now. Boom. Amazon's yeah. here tomorrow. Boom. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, oh, I need an accountant. Boom. Legal's in. Let's do it. Done. On to the next thing. Like, it's just crazy. It's crazy. This is the, it's not even in business, too. It's my life. Like, I'm just, I'm quick to the point. Let's get it done. Let's wrap because yeah. you know you, there's something else coming around the corner. Um, yeah, man. It's, 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 um, it's funny. It's refreshing to hear someone else has that, that mentality because there's just a lot of lazy people. And I can be lazy, too. But it's like, like you said, when you have an idea 
and you're all about it, you're 100% in, it's like full throttle, you know? Yeah, definitely, man. So tell us about TFTAK. We know you're talking shit. We know you're having fun. What kind of guests have you had on recently? What type of guests have I had on? Yeah, like um, teachers and artists or uh, fortune tellers? No. <laughs> no, 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 no. My latest guest uh, for my year anniversary show was with um, a guy called, well, his, his actual name's Corey, but he is goes under the rapper name of Poltergeist OD. Um, and he's a horrorcore rapper. Ooh. Um, yeah, he, he's fantastic, man. He sounds he sounds very similar to Eminem, and that's just all my English folk. Every wow. time I show people, they're like, "Oh shit, it sounds like Eminem," and he does. And to be honest, he's such a cool fucking guy, and he's in um, guitars as well. He's into guitars. He was in bands and stuff. So I really gelled with him when he came on last. Um, it, it was it was fucking incredible, man. And um, God, me. I mean, we're, I could tell you every fucking guest I've ever had on, but some of them are, are weird as shit, man. I mean, we had. Um, Let's get weird, uh, dude. We, okay, well, how weird do you want to go? What about wicked. We we, I want to go. I want to go wicked weird, bro. Like, what? Who's the who's the weirdest guest you've had so far? Weirdest guest. Okay, well, I had um, a, a, a lady called Ashes. Uh, who has her own podcast with a guy called Pat, which is on Wednesday we talk weird. Or we talk weird on Wednesday. I always fucking misquote it. So, Ashes, if you ever listen to this, I'm sorry. It's one of them. And uh, and, and basically, she come on, and we just spoke for like two and a half hours, nearly three hours, about aliens, about uh, Bigfoot being a... Uh, about Bigfoot being an alien as well, um, how he's fourth dimensional, how there's... Uh, Right, what do we talk about? Big fourth dimensional whales in the sky, and then the best the part hell? of the conversation. Oh yeah, it went deep, man. Was when yeah, if she told us a story about a guy that that she fucking spoke to that only lived half an hour away from her, who had the world's biggest penis. It was <laughs> it, honestly, dude. It was she. She assures us that it was half as wide as his face, and when laying down. His penis come up to his fucking nose. Oh, and now, no way, no way. Obviously, this this requires many a many a question, as you can imagine. Yeah. So we say, what do you do with it? Can he put it anywhere? Does he get erect? <laughs> All these questions are answered. Uh, That's and, good. We need to know. Yeah, and and but most importantly for the weirdness element that you know you guys want to hear is how has this man been laden with this huge penis? And it's because. Of course, he's an alien. He comes down to Earth and he travels around. And every time he goes to a different alien colony, they give him a bit more length. I kid you not. This is the conversation we had with her. So uh, yeah, that that was a pretty cool one. <laughs> As a legit third leg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's gotta be tough. How do you even sleep? That thing just bouncing around. I don't know. Was it based off of like someone with a with a giant penis, or was it just like a hypothetical kind of conversation? No, this was a actual pictures video. Um, oh, and, there's yeah. evidence. There's... Yeah, straight up, man. This, <laughs> and, and like, wow. we didn't we, we didn't get sent the um, evidence, but she assures me that she has seen it, and it's very very. Uh, convincing, uh, yeah. So <laughs> I, I don't know how to take it, man. All I right. mean, my skeptical mind is just like, righty, oh, 
okay, keep going. Fair, um, fair. Well, shout out to Ashes and being weird and, and um, hanging out with that uh, that third leg. Uh, but yeah, yeah. But we had oh one one awesome guest. I will have to say is because it's my kind of claim to fame is we had uh, Simon Bamford from Hellraiser. Come mm. on, the actual the actual film Hellraiser. He was one of the Cenobites. Wow. Uh, so yeah, he he come on and he's fucking English as well, which is cool. So we just spoke. Well, that, to be fair, that episode is episode thirty-one on the podcast i thought it was going to be like this proper conversation about you know how he was in Hellraiser and stuff like that oh we spoke about fucking dogs in costumes and dogs walking around the woods and just just silly stuff man so that that was a really good one but it's entertaining stuff man i've heard i've heard your pod of course and um it's entertaining and I mean, shit, you are offering multiple perspectives on things. Uh, I was talking to one of our guys, uh, Alex, with the Abbey Normals this morning. Uh, we did a um, kind of a little podcast behind the content style. And actually, it went it went lengthy, and it was great. It was great. He's such a good dude. Um, he said the same kind of stuff you're saying, though. It's really interesting. You guys align. We'll have to introduce you. I'll have to take you yeah, around. Sure. I'll take you around the Discord. It, it, it is kind of a bummer that, um, you know, we're not physically in a studio. I mean, personally, that's what I'm used to. Mm. But I'm getting used to this this digital world. Like, you're over in the UK. Blind knowledge, man. We're in the, So we're in the UK now that you're on board. Um, we're in India. We're in Canada. We're in the US. We're in Germany. And possibly Australia soon. Actually, we are. Yeah, Mina. Mina's Australian. She's in Serbia right now. She's stuck in Serbia, which is kind of funny. Um, but not funny at the same time, I guess. Uh, I don't know. We're representing. And that wasn't part of the plan. And, and uh, the plan changes. You know, you kind of just roll with the punches. Um, a lot I, of change, man. A lot, lot of change, change man. A lot of change. Just riding the wave over here. Like, my ideas and my vision were were very small set. I never really realized we'd go this big this quick. And we're nothing too huge, like like good pods. Obviously, they're they're real big. And you're on good pods, my friend. Um, tell, us, yeah, tell us about your good pods journey and uh, how your show's doing on their charts. Oh, well, <laughs> basically... I didn't even know Good Pods existed until maybe four months, four or five months ago, October last year. And that that's kind of my main uh, checkpoint in my podcast in life, because that's when I went to just single me, single host. So I didn't know anything about podcasts or podcasts, fuck sake, sorry, Good Pods. So I I was put my first episode out with uh, Shane Cummins of Realm of Unknown. Shout out to Shane, he's a good geezer. Uh, yeah, so I did the episode, and I was like, I wonder how that went. And I had a look at my normal stats, and I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. That's really fucking blowing up really well. And then someone posted their Good Pods ranking. And I was like, what the fuck, Good Pods? So me being me, and you know, as you know, inquisitive as ever, I signed up and thought, oh, okay. And someone had already made up the TFTAK Good Pods uh, like listing, and I was like, oh, okay. Well, who the fuck's that? So I obviously hmm. claimed that bad boy back, and was like, that's mine. <laughs> you know, I'm not having anyone else fucking put anything because they listed me as US as well, which which was like, hey, you know, I love my US brothers, but don't fuck it. I'm not. I'm not one of them. 
You know, that's yeah. that's them. So right. I was like, okay, cool. And I left it as that. And I didn't really think much of it. And I thought, well, I don't know how to find the rankings. And all of a sudden, someone said to me, you're number 13 on this week's comedy interviews ranking. And I was like, uh-huh. So I went on, and there's this category and subcategory, comedy interviews, and you can do it yearly, monthly, no, of all time, monthly, weekly, and you can choose all pods or just indie pods. And there I was, number 13 or, or something like that uh, for, the, for that week. And I was like, wow, what the fuck, man? That, that's, that's, <laughs> that's awesome. So cool. And it, it was it was awesome. I was like, wow, that's cool. And then from there, I didn't really pay much attention to it. And then I just started carrying on with my content, making sure I was doing the, the you know, getting the best guests I could, trying to be better at listening and not over-talking people, just trying to improve my game as much as possible because mm. I was doing it on my own. And I was like, I've got to make this good because otherwise I'm going to fall out of love with it and it's going to be just, it's going to die on its ass. And then maybe, let's go back, maybe about December time, I was having a look and I was like top 10 in comedy interviews for the wow. month. Wow. And I was like, I was like, shit. Okay, cool. And then Good Pods moves really quick. The rankings move really quick. Like if someone puts a new episode out and it gets a shit ton of listens, it, it goes up the charts, but then it goes down the charts, etc. And then the other, I think it was the other month, someone said to me, you're number two listed. And I was like, yes, that's cool, man. And, you know, oh. yeah. So I put the, I put a screenshot up and I like, oh, that's awesome. I'm going to keep that for when I feel bad. I'm just going <laughs> to bring it up. It's going on and, the fridge. Yeah yeah that's it dude it was like i'm gonna keep that in my little in my little bank of like yes my, my achievements <laughs> that's awesome and then the other day i looked and i'm number one number oh, so one I, that's number one. so yeah. cool man you literally went like up the ladder pretty much yeah man and i, I haven't checked recently but yeah n- number one and i was like holy shit and <laughs> yeah I, it, was, it was really funny my um my wife was listening to a podcast. I can't think what the podcast was, but it was definitely the one that was number two at the time. And I was like, can you fucking not listen to that podcast? Cause I don't need to give them any more listens. Cause if they bump me off number one, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> so, so yeah, man. Yeah. That's your rival right there. Number two. Yeah. But you got home field advantage cause you're number one. Yeah. That's it. dude. That's so cool, man. That's got to be justification for the hard work, for the the uh, the direction you've taken it in. You know, as solo and it, you putting those little things in, putting that work in, like trying not to talk over one another. That's a hard skill. It took me a while to figure it out, and sometimes it still happens. Um, another skill that I I swear by is the host is the host. You know, if if there's yeah, yeah. something you got to do, the host has to take control. The host has to moderate, you know, if there's a lot of people and just kind of shut up and take the back seat. You know, it just depends on, like, the format. And it's important to stick to the format and, and have consistency and, 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 you know, be who you are all the time consistently so that your audience gets that same, I don't want to say character, because this is me. This is legit me. Um, yes, I know. It, it's me. It's just I'm kind of dialed up. I'm like, boom. You know, I'm not I'm not always like this sometimes. I'm laying on the couch, you know, just chilling. But this shit gets me excited. Um, for me, I started in college radio. 
you know, and then I did uh, internet radio. So I'm I'm really used to because of my background. I'm used to having like a board in front of me, a phone going off, three CD players, a turntable, uh, and I'm talking live and doing a PSA, trying to tell you the Gangstar song that just played. It's it's mind boggling when you first get in there, but if you can if you can take that over and then have control over that, I that's where I started, and then I started to learn you know inflections and being positive. Well, not positive, but being um, confident in yourself in a good way. Yeah. You know that positive self talk because it's like you said earlier, dude. You know, hearing from someone that you're doing a good job. I don't know about you, man. I am such, um, I'm so hard on myself. I'm my own worst enemy. Um, you know, if I screw something small up that pr- no one probably noticed, but I noticed it, of course. You know, it's just like 99% of the whole interview or the whole podcast or some show it could be perfect, could be great in my eyes, or uh, yeah, in my eyes. Uh, but there was that one little thing, that one fucking moment where I'm like, I want that back. And the whole thing's just not as good as it could be. Um, do you find that you're like, it sounds like you are. It sounds like you're like that too. Do you find yeah. that as like motivation and positive or does it, I mean, let's be honest. Does it ever kind of get you down that there's like no perfection in this stuff? I mean, you could spend hours audio editing, but there's always going to be some kind of inconsistency, I think. Do you take it as motivation I, in a positive way, or does it ever get you down? I never, ever edit anything of my podcast, ever. I don't even listen to it back a lot of the time. I might give it a quick run-through to make sure that it doesn't cut out completely, uh, but straight up, dude, this is something that a lot of people get like, what the fuck? I don't edit a single damn thing. I get the person on Skype, Zoom, or whatever, and I say, right, dude, I'm gonna press. I'm gonna press record. Let's go. I press record. I talk. We talk. I say see you later, and the recording stops. I chuck that into. Um, uh, it could be Audacity or whatever I'm using at the time. Throw my intro on the top. Make sure the sound wave is consistent, and it just goes up. That's that's it. And because if I sit there listening to it. I'll listen to every single fucking time I go, um, um, yeah. or say like, like <laughs> yeah. too much. Or when I get really excited, I sound like a fat man who can't breathe. Cause I'm like, <gasps> and I breathe in too deep or I go like that. And yep. when I listen to it back, I'm like, that's fucking annoying. Stop doing that now. And I keep, and I can't stop. And I, I show people the podcast and I was like, listen to the way I talk. They're like, yes, that's how you talk, dude. I'm like, now listen, so it's like I'm sucking a fucking straw. The and breath. Like, Did I you hear the breath? I, yeah. That's yeah. it. So and from that point, I was like, do you know what? This is so self-sacrifice. It's, it's so damaging and toxic to what I'm actually doing. I ain't going to fucking bother. And since I've, I don't want to say I'm big headed at all, but since I've stopped fucking caring and stuff like that, it, it's just got better. I think it just naturally, because I don't put so much effort into like, oh, careful, don't breathe too loud or don't, you know, sniff or something silly like that. I'm just like, eh, fuck it, it is what it is. It's it's me talking to people around the world. And I've got enough fans who like it, so I must be doing something, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's just raw. It's like <laughs> punk, punk rock. Yeah, that's it. That's it, man. It's like you throw it up there on the stage, or, or in this case, you know, behind the mic, 
And if you if people like it, they like it. If they don't, well, fuck off. Fuck them. <laughs> fuck them. Um, but yeah, no, I, I'm kind of the same way. I kind of I try to do everything on the fly because that's less editing for later. Usually, I'll I'll once or twice it over and, and just kind of listen. But I try not to get too deep in it because like I'll spend hours and hours and hours going through every line putting in silencers, yeah. doing the amplification, then going back because I think maybe it's off and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it can be like a never-ending challenge. And I know some people that literally spend so much time going through and their audio sounds pristine, like top-notch for sure because there's no breath, there's no arms, there's, um, you know, if, if someone moves away from the mic, you know, they adjust that level. It's almost too perfect. You know what yeah. I mean? There's not like a lot of feeling. And I think your podcast, actually, you get that feeling. It's almost, it really is like punkish. It's like punk rock. It's like fucking, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of a punk rock band back in the day. And I can't right now, but it's it's raw. And I, I think like there's a genre, or not a genre, but a niche. You know, there's a classification for that kind of style. As long as the audio isn't shit and your audio isn't shit but it's not yeah. perfect and that's kind of cool you know what i mean like no one's audio yeah, yeah. like i don't know i don't know how to explain it like there's there's a vulnerability factor almost like we're hmm. getting the real adam this is him this is what he has this is what he's presenting and and that's that yeah, man. Well, that's it. Now on the head, that's exactly what I've wanted to go for. So if that's what's being portrayed, then fucking sweet. Yeah, man. That's what I heard. That's what I heard, man. And that's why I was so pumped um, when he decided to come on. Because, like, it's just, you got something going on, man. You're number one on Good Pods. Your podcast is hilarious, dude. Uh, everyone out there, TFTAK podcast tftak podcast on is it on all the major podcast hosting platforms like spotify apple yeah man, it's everywhere everywhere and anywhere yeah yeah man that's cool what genre would you say you are that's a tricky one because i think it comes under as comedy i think that's the branch it goes under um it could be comedy interviews but if Really, you make make your own mind up, guys. What what you reckon? Because that's that's a major one for me. Because some of mine are some interviews are really serious, mm. like where you know I, I've got someone coming up in the future who has um, she had ulcer or well, she has ulcerative colitis and had to have her intestine removed. Ooh. So now she has a stoma, so she has to shit out of a bag on the mm. front of her. Damn and. But she's a real cool girl because I've known her for fucking years. And but we, I want to make sure when I talk to her, we're not just laughing and joking about, you know, because she's very laughy jokey. I don't want to talk about, you know, all laughy jokey. I want it to be a serious thing for if anyone's listening who has IBS or bowel problems or anything like that, they can go, oh shit. Oh, oh this is a, this can be good for us. Oh, this, this, there is a, there is a light almost at the end of it. So I'm not educational by any stretch of the imagination but if i like to think that on my podcast that when we talk about an issue and it gets serious or gets a little bit sensible i want to make sure that it is portrayed 
as sensible because it's all right having a laugh about stuff man but there's sometimes where it's like yeah but you know like me we've spoke a lot of times about um suicide and, and deep shit like that and we always have a a little moment just to go look if you do need help go and fucking speak to someone go and do this and then you might counteract that serious bit with or just fucking kill yourself. It don't really matter to us as long as you listen to us. And something like that to keep it light-hearted. But we do mean, you know, when, when we say that, is is being serious as well. Yeah, a little sarcasm never hurt unless um, it does hurt, I guess. I don't know. I'm looking yeah. sarcastic, then, so they get it. I'm fucked. But, but yeah. as you know, when you when you turn things into... When you turn things into businesses and things like that, because TFTAK is now business mm. as well. Uh, when you turn things into business, you almost become, uh, well, you do, you become accountable for everything you say. Yep. Um, you got to be careful. Mm-hmm. You got to be careful, man. So, so where do you go now? Like, what's the what's the long term goal for TFTAK? Oh, long term. The thing is, dude, I've never had a long term goal goal ever with the podcast my my goal was literally to make a podcast with my pal talk shit for an episode put it up and then i did that for the next week and then the next week and then i just kept doing that um i don't have any long-term plans to you know make shit loads of money or things like well it would be nice you know i can't sit here and go oh, I, I don't want to make money from mm. you know I fucking, true true of course, but I don't have really any long-term goals apart from just bettering what I've already got because I love the podcast and I put a lot of time and effort into it. So it's about getting better guests. And it's like working with the guys, uh, like you say, with with blind knowledge as well. It's helping everyone else get that leg up and me getting the leg up from other people as well because I never think you stop learning in this game and I think the day you think you've stopped learning is the day you should fucking quit because there's always something to learn somewhere you know that could be about your that could be about yourself about you spiritually mentally anything Mm. because my mind's being changed on a lot of things and when I have guests on um you know we had a flat earther on before. We, we're having another flat earther on um, in, in the future. We're having someone these flat earthers, dude. You're like the third person today to talk about someone that's coming on about flat earth. These people are like an army, an army. Nothing against anyone that likes the flat earth. I, why isn't it a polygon or a triangle? I don't know. I think it's a big ball, but I haven't been up to space, so I'm not sure. It Love just it seems like they're, they, they're everywhere. <laughs> we'll they are. They're, they're literally everywhere, man. And they're and they're like deeply. Um, it's it's almost it's almost like a cultish tribalism type thing where they're very. Um, if you have anything to say against it, they will just fucking shout louder than you, basically, to yeah. try and put that point across. <laughs> uh, we spoke to a guy called Brett who runs Flat Tap Tap on Instagram. Flat Tap. Yeah. And he's he was the coolest fucking guy because I had my back up as you would do because you think here we go, I'm going to get one of these guys who's just going to fucking go, oh it's flat end of, but he listened to everything we said and he's like okay yeah well that's fine that's fine but this is why I think this and it was a really good conversation to have and people have listened to that podcast and gone, do you know what I don't think it's flat but he let you speak and you let him speak as well and I'm like. Yes, because conversation has to be two ways. Right. You know, you can't just right. speak louder than the other person. You know, you need to be able to go, okay, 
that's an interesting point. This is my point. You know, because you don't learn by shouting you're wrong. Right. You're wrong or you're right. Yeah, you're closing closing off future knowledge even or just you're yeah. closed you're closed off basically you're just not open to anything and you're gonna just gonna be defensive at that point i'm al- i'm always prepared to have my mind changed is what i've always said and you know when i've started this if you if you can prove if you can prove that the earth is flat by providing evidence that suffices to my expectations and i can sit there and go okay fair enough right it's flat then I'll, I'll go on that side of the fence. I'll jump the fence. I'll choose the other hill to die on as such. But, you know, I'm I, I, I'm very open to changing my mind if there's enough evidence behind it. And that's with everything I talk about with, with when it comes to aliens and all sorts of shit, man. So, yeah. That's cool. That's the intelligent way to be, I think. I think intellectuals are open to change. I mean, we're all changing. It's evolution. If you believe in that, I I don't know. I'm not going down that road. But it <laughs> seems that there's like this ever-growing, ever, you know, um, adjusting. Even if you look at like generations of families, you know, there's there's um, improvements that are made. There are there's progress to be made, you know, simplifications, maybe better education. Uh, you know, yeah. there's usually like a daughter who was the first one to go to college kind of thing. And that's like, that's looked upon as a big deal. But the next generation, it could be like, well, why wouldn't you go to college? You know what I mean? So there's always that yeah, evolution yeah. no matter what. And, you know, even in podcasting, especially it's like, you know, it's there's always something to learn. Like you said, there's always something to pick up on, you know, maybe go have a back and forth with someone, you know, about, you know, why do you do this? You know, I don't like that. And why it's like, why? Why don't you like it? Why bring it up? What what forced that out of your brain and into your or out of your mouth? Rather, uh, yeah, sure. where did that inspirational you know moment come from? Yeah, I, I think, you know, this is a journey and this is almost like, let's bring it back to guitars. You know, you can write a song. I mean, for me personally, I could write a song, right? And then I will <laughs> not, almost immediately uh, write a version two. You know, it yeah. just kind of evolves into this, like, and this is why I really never got anywhere, I think, with guitar. Like, I played out and, like, I still love it and I do well, you know. Um, but I could never, and I still can't in music, I can't ever just be like finished, done. That's the finished product, uh, product on to the next thing. It's always like, there's a tinkering that has to be done. Um, yeah. and I, I think that's the same thing in any kind of creative medium, whether that you're an artist or a podcaster or you know, even like a volleyball player, let's get it out of the creative medium and go into athletics. Like there's the great, always look to get better. Kobe was in the gym before anybody and he was in the gym when everybody left. And that's why he's one of the greatest. So I think your mentality's on point. I think your motivation's on point. We align there. I wish more people were like motivated and believed in it and and it just seems like I don't know if you've noticed, but at least for me, like recently getting back into the broadcasting community, which is now podcasting, I noticed there's a lot of introverts in podcasting, especially hosts. And I, I don't understand it. Do you get it? Like, have you noticed that or is it just me? 
it's it's weird, man. You say that because there's someone who I well, I'm not going to say his name for because just in case he doesn't want to pull up. But someone I'm going to be starting a project with in the future. I've been speaking to him, you know, off air completely and just personally. And he's told me that he's incredibly introverted with anxiety and things like that. Um, and, and and I'm like, what the fuck? This guy literally <laughs> runs his podcast, runs his own podcast with, with um, you know, multiple co-hosts. Um, speaks to me like, you know, I've never met the, the guy, obviously. But the first time I ever spoke to him, it's like we're best pals. And I'm thinking, what? You have such a fucking good back and forth. For someone who is saying they have this massive anxiety or, um, you know, introverted nature as such. And there might be me paraphrasing slightly on that on the introvert side, but I agree, man. There's so many type, introverted type characters, but for some reason they get on the podcast in game and they just, they're open up. They're fucking, they're on fire. Yeah, it's their stage. You know, it's all of our stage, really. It's our um, it's our time to shine. It's pretty cool that it does that. It's really, it's really actually deep and interesting that 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 happens. Like someone, I've gone through stages where I've in my life where I've been kind of introverted, and then I've had phases where I'm like extroverted. So I kind of I go with the motion of the ocean kind of thing. Always have, yeah. Probably always will. I just, you know, the invert, the, I can't believe that people just turn it on like that when there's a mic right there and then they can, they can shut it off and then have a panic attack. You know, yeah. I, don't, I don't get it. It's like, what, what chemical aligned there? Like, is it like adrenaline? Is it just, you, you want to get, maybe they just want to get all of it out. Cause I get that. I, I could, I want to get a thousand words in, in two minutes sometimes because I'm so excited. I, I'm passionate. I love it. Um, it's it's, it's, it's cool. really weird, man. So, sorry to interject, but it's no, really weird do. when it comes to um, like introverted people because uh, I, I have to be very careful not to name any names now. But this is a separate story, but still relative to what we're talking about. There is a guy that I've known for years, and I mean since we were eight years old. And this guy was always a very quiet, introverted character. Um, a lot of people will know on my podcast, but won't know on yours that I used to be part of a bike club, um, an actual MC. Um, and we're talking right big on. boys. Wow. So imagine, yeah. So you imagine the biggest boys ever in the world. We were playing, you know, my club was very close to them. Damn. Um, yeah. So uh, it, you, I'm not saying you have to be that kind of bravado nature, but it fucking helps, you know. And I got into the club and I was prospecting, which is obviously climbing the ranks to become a full patch member. Now, my friend, who I've known for years, was riding bikes as well and said he wanted to join in and join this club. And I was like, okay, cool, come up. He came up to the clubhouse and he, he literally had a panic attack. He had a panic attack in Damn. the clubhouse and had to leave. And I was like, whoa, okay, fair enough. This guy come back to the clubhouse, joined the club as a hangaround, worked his way up to a prospect, worked his way up to a full patch member of the club. He's still in the fucking club now. And this introverted character who is still massively introverted, as soon as he goes to that clubhouse, he's a completely different person. He can talk in front of people there he does like the raffle draws 
he's completely different. Wow. So I, I, it's, a, it's a really weird thing. But this is the same guy that at work, he's very much determined and he can, control. you know, he'll tell people what to do at work and he manages this team. If this was out and about in a situation, probably wouldn't be that extroverted type person or the confidence person. Yeah. So I don't know if it's just when they, and this is me generalizing now, I don't know if it's when people just get the mic in front of them that they go, right, okay, I've got a job to do now. Or when that guy goes into the club or whatever. But it's a, it's a very weird um, kind of so- sociological and psychological trait that I'd love to know what goes on in their mind. Man. Yeah. It's, it's so weird. The psychology behind that is like, it's almost backwards. Yeah. Like I, um, I had an issue with stage fright where I'd, I'd, I'd have like almost a panic attack pretty much every time. Like I'd just like break oh. out in a sweat and just be like, I'd either have to sit down by myself or I would just be doing 10 things at once constantly. So I didn't think about it. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah, I got over it, you know, eventually. I was like 10 shows in, I was like, fuck it, let's just play. And I think sometimes it comes down to that. And I think, like, it's kind of a theme with your podcast. It's like, well, fuck it. This is what's going on. Let's do it. We're going to do it my way, and it's going to be what it is. And what you're doing is working, which is um, props to you, my friend, for sure. For sure. Yeah, man. I wonder if they have a UK podcast chart somewhere. I, I don't know if they have it on good pods, but I th- yeah, they must do somewhere. Man, maybe we'll integrate it onto blind knowledge. Yeah, man. We'll, That's good. <laughs> <laughs> we'll invent it, man. If you can't if you can't find it, invent it. You know? Yeah, it'll be, it'll be somewhere. Someone would have it. I'm sure someone would fucking have it somewhere. While I got you, man, you got to tell us about your instruments. These guitars, the basses, the different string counts. Like, what what are you playing with over there? I've got, oh my god, dude, I've got like 13 guitars, so I'm not going to listen to single one. I got time. I got time. I've got, um, uh, BC Rich is my like go-to at the time, mm. uh, because they're like pointy and, you know, metal. Uh, they're, they're my they're my six they're my six string guitars. Most of them are BC Rich. Um, I've got next to me now is a beautiful Washburn WG four eight seven or five eight seven. Um, it's you can't get them anymore. They're like rocking all shit to try and buy. Um, and mine is it's got Grover tuners on the top. For anyone who cares, it's got Grover tuners on the top. It's got a blacked out fretboard completely because I think it looks sick. And it's got Lundgren uh, pickups in it for ultimate metal. And then I've got a Schecter Omen 8, which is an 8-string. <laughs> Damn. Um, and an I think it's got string. a 110 on top. I think that my 8-string is like a 110. So it's big. <laughs> what? It's like a yeah, bass, like a bass string. string. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Did we just say that at the same time? We did. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's crazy I, I can only imagine playing that it's not regular power chord bar chord things. <laughs> like you you must have to play different chords i would assume you can you can play whatever you like re- really my it's yeah. all um yeah. it's, it's it's tuned in a in a in a fancy way but I, i'm really into my basses at the moment i've got a pv grind six six string bass 
Um, and I've got two five-string fretless basses because I love fretless basses. Fretless, yeah, those are smooth. Yeah. They're very smooth. Yeah. But I play like metal on a fretless bass. So think of bands like uh, Opeth, um, the oh, like Art Spire for the metal guys, Art Spire, First Fragment, stuff like that. I like playing things that you wouldn't expect like a fretless bass on a metal record is a bit like oh wow that sounds yeah. that sounds different that's cool that's cool that's yeah. doing something different something edgy and it probably sounds badass for sure yeah man oh, i think so it's like when people incorporate different kinds of drum sets when they're doing um like garage band and digital music have you noticed yeah. have you noticed have, or maybe you've been under a rock like most people but it's all digital. It's all production. It's like, it seems like the music industry, it's like four record labels right now, basically running the show, um, putting artists into ridiculous ball and chain contracts, you know, singling out the prettiest one, the one with the nicest ass, or maybe the guy <laughs> that has a perfect jawline doesn't matter if they're talented not talented whatever they just do good pr and they're putting good moments and the song's written for them and they have nothing to do with production and maybe they even go to the studio one or two times and sing out a key you just go into auto-tune as long as they have that stupid pretty face or whatever you know it's like that's all it's it just seems like it's all about it's it's not about the show on the stage it's about the show and social media and the mainstream and pumping up and pisses me off bro pisses me off dude where are the musicians where did everybody go it's man i'm sad yeah it sucks it's a bad time to be a musician man yeah yeah and i thought it was bad before it's it's even worse and you know (laughs) there are there are of course there's musicians out there and I don't know about you, but I love live music. There's there's something about it where if you're there live, there's a connection. Yep. Did you ever yeah, feel I, that I connection like like on stage when you were playing a lot? Did you have that kind of connection when you'd go see like your favorite band or someone fucking rocking out? Like was it the same thing? for you no I, I never got i never got that kind of connection dude i i i, I may be the um exception but i just it become almost like work like i said i was doing so many shows robotic we were playing, you know it, it just turned into that kind of like yeah okay here we go let's just do it and you got you got it out and then the beers were free because you played for, you know, free beer. You Hell played yeah. for fuck all money. And it was just like, I was yeah. like 2017. I, sorry, 2007. I was 17, 18. So all I cared about was the fucking booze. I got on stage for half an hour. I made some noise and got free booze and a lift home. So, you know, what else do I need? Yeah. Yeah. It seems <laughs> like, it seems like uh, basically musicians start out, at least from what I've noticed nowadays, musicians start out paying to play and then they get to a point. Yeah. Then they get to a point where there's nothing offered, but they don't have to pay. So it's like, you just come play and then you get beer and pizza. And then you're upgraded to like maybe a hotel room and a dinner, you know? And then from there, it's just really cash, but yeah, that seems to be the cycle, and then most people just kind of drop off. 
pay into play sucks, man. I can't imagine yeah, like, we that. don't have that. We don't really have that culture over here where fuck but that. not not I saying that, not saying it isn't unheard of because I know people who have paid yeah. to be on tours with bands. Can you imagine if like someone said if someone come to me and said, I'll be on your podcast if you pay me, I'll go fuck right off. I don't give a fuck who you are. <laughs> You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's different, there's different levels to this game for sure. There's, there's people that get paid to be a guest, and they're that are in these guest like network circles and Facebook groups, and there are even whole businesses built around guests of podcasts. And yeah, some of these hosts will, will shell out some dough to have the right guest. And I don't know about you. I've never paid for a guest, never paid to play. I I, I think that's and not to toot my own horn or pump my own tires, but I think that's insulting. I really do. Yeah. I, I think if you take this seriously and you take it professionally, you know, what's the difference between an amateur and a pro? Pros get paid. That's yeah. real. That's really it. It's the same person, you know. You're, you're probably the same talent, you know. Maybe better. Um, maybe it's all coming together for you. But that's really what it comes down to. You know, you could play a punk show today and a punk show tomorrow, but tomorrow you're actually signed. You know, there's there's a big difference. Yeah, it don't make you any better. It don't it doesn't no. change. You know what you what you do, man. Right. I, I just I I hate the idea of uh, paying to play in any aspect. I like you say I yeah. think it's a fucking insult, man. I agree. Cool thing about blind knowledge is we are in multiple countries. We are worldwide all across the globe. We are in the U.S. We are in the U.K. We are in Canada, Germany, India, Japan. We're in Australia, y'all. Blindknowledge.com. Now back to the feature presentation. So, so Adam, now that the music has stopped, now that the serious moment is here, who do you look to for inspiration in your life? Not just podcasting, not just music, like hero wise, like who do you look up to? Who's your motivator? Oh, fucking hell, dude. Oh, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, you never know what's going to happen on Knowledge This Degree, dude. I go in directions, (laughs) and it's, yeah, I get a little wacky. I don't want to intrude. I don't want to push. Yeah, it's just something that came to my brain, and and I figured it would be a good question, you know? uh, That's cool, man. Yeah, sure. I mean, me as a person, fuck. I mean. Yeah, we're getting (sighs) deep, bro, over here. No, it's good. People should know, man. Like, you know, I don't I don't get a lot of chances to be... It sounds weird because the podcast is so me, but I don't get a lot of chances to tell people a lot about who I am. So having a chat like this is fucking good for it. Nice. So, this is what it's all about over here. Behind the content, man. Behind the creation. Behind the creator, really. I, I think it's cool, man. I love it. So, yeah, to, to, to say it in the simplest possible way, the person... I look up for him. Inspiration has got to be probably my old man, my, my dad, um, right without on. a doubt. Right because on. we are, you know, we we did not come from money. We have never come from money as a family. Um, my dad has been an engineer all his life. From his father passed away when he was fifteen, 
So he become the man of the house oh, at a stupidly young age. I couldn't even fucking wipe my own ass at fourteen. Um, let alone, I could. I can't imagine what it's like to then, you know, to, to provide for your mum and your brother at that time. So, and, and it's not oh, just that. Geez. It is work. It is work ethic that goes along with it. My dad got um, done over for a lot of money when he was part of an engineering company for years and years and years. The owner was an alcoholic. Um, basically fucked the business from underneath everyone else and my dad and another work colleague of his put in a hell of a lot of money to try and save this business and the owner took it all and mm. basically everyone lost their job mm. my dad at the time my dad at the time was probably 55 or 50 so the oh, wrong end fuck. of yeah the wrong end of life to be looking for a new job oh, um man yeah, so it was like, what are you going to do? And but I must stress this point. We as a family, because he's got four kids, so there's my mum, my dad, and four siblings. Not one of us ever knew there was a problem, ever, because he took it on his shoulders, he went out at night, went out and walked around, and he fucking cleared his head before he come home. So he wasn't coming home stressed. He was providing for the family to the point where... He went and got a loan out with this other guy that got fucked over from the business and they started their own business with nothing. And now he's on his like 15th or 16th year running his own business and he's got a lovely house, lovely cars. You know, he's doing great. And I look up to my dad for so much. Like I always say when the shit hits the fan, like when I'm in real trouble, like I've lost my job before where I've needed money where stuff is mega serious i can go to my dad and go dad what do you reckon what what do you reckon i should do and it's always uh, when i've been in situations where i feel like there's no escape um my dad will say to me very simply if you've still got an option you haven't got a problem and mm. what that basically means is if there's an option to get out of it regardless how shit the option is there is still an option there so you're not in that hole all the time there's some sort of way to get out um so yeah it doesn't really uh, correspond with a podcast at all but that as, as a person and that strive for making shit work when it's all going a bit crap come from my old man so yeah man uh, i appreciate that man i appreciate you answering that question because that's that's some high level well it's high level in depth i guess you could say uh, that might yeah. have been a, a contradiction but it was deep psychology man um good for you props to your dad shout out to your dad man sounds like he's doing better you know it sounds like um ah, i don't know uh, uh, much love to you much love to him uh does yeah, he ever man. listen to your podcast at all <laughs> bizarrely he does man uh he he does listen to my podcast only very recently um because only a couple of years ago mind he had a heart attack um when he was at work <laughs> so uh he, he wasn't in the best of health and it was all a bit fucking like oh my god is he gonna fucking die and then i'm gonna have to take over you know the manly duties but no luckily he's bounced back now but yeah uh, a few um a few episodes ago i had on i had my brother on um, on one of the shows that I did, um, 
let me quote the number because I want to pump that episode. If I may, it is episode 34 of mine. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, my brother suffers with depression, bipolar, you name it. Um, he's very open about it because he spoke it on my podcast as well. And I decided to get him on um, and talk about his artwork because he does art as a kind of release. So I got him on to talk about it. And when my dad heard about it, he was like, oh, I'm going to give it a listen. And I was like, shit, do not listen to everything else I spoke <laughs> about on that podcast because I talk about big alien dicks. I talk about, you know, fourth dimensional octopuses laying in your caravans. And I talk about weird shit. And I'm thinking my dad's going to think I'm fucking, you know, jacked up on heroin or something in my kit, you know, or tripping balls. And um, my he listened to it only a couple of uh, weeks ago. And he went, Adam, um, uh, yeah, I listened to your podcast. And I was like, oh, this is it. It's going to be the dad talk. And uh, he went, do you know what? I want to say that was bloody good, mate. I thought we were bloody good. And I was like, oh, really? And he said, excellent. He said, you got all the point across. You really, you know, listened to what he had to say. And from that point, he now listens to every episode. Every episode that I bring out. So, yeah. That's, that's fucking awesome. You have your number one fan. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I want a number one fan, bro. Damn. Oh, I've, my, my number one fan is a guy at work called Baz. Uh, he literally <laughs> when I start I started I started work I started work like four months ago um, and I was like I'm gonna fucking do the you know so I started this new job and about two weeks in I said oh I do a podcast he's like oh I don't really like podcasts blah 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 and I was like oh, I'll give it a listen he listened to every single episode from zero from from nothing wow. to the latest episode and he knocked it out in like a month and a half wow and i was like what the fuck he was listening to fucking like two hours a day of podcasts and i was like wow okay dude fair enough yeah can we <laughs> get, get fucking life can we get ten thousand of you <laughs> yeah that's it man <laughs> yeah in the podcasting world you know if you get someone you know, that comes in, listens to your podcast, but actually goes back to listen to reruns and things you did before. That is an organic, beautiful follower that you definitely want to hopefully, you know, have them stick around because, you know, that's the spark right there. When when someone starts doing that, you're doing something right. I think it's justification. I mean, that really could be the theme of this show. It's justification. Like you started at thirteen. Yeah. You started at well. You started at square one. You didn't even have equipment. You know, <laughs> you have a laptop, and then you get to thirteen, and it's like, all right, maybe this hard work has been worth it. You know, and then you boost up to two, and it's like, damn, it is worth it. All right, what can we do now? And then you hit one. You know, and I'm not you, but this is what I would think. You know, it's like. Top of the world, top of the world. Shit, I don't want to fall kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would enjoy it for like two minutes and then be like, all right, what's next? You know? That's exactly it, man. Yeah. Exactly it. I, I got to number one and, and I'm just like, right, okay, cool. I've done something right to get here. So how am I going to fucking stay here? Yeah. It's you like, know, it's you kind of like you, you set the bar, you set that fucking level. I want to make sure I'm like that every single fucking week. Mm. I want to go on there every week and go, Am I still number one? Fuck yeah. Of course I am. <laughs> Let's go. Hell yeah. <laughs> you know. Hell yeah. And it's like, you have decisions to make. It's like, all right, we probably got to stay consistent because it's working. You know, what do we tweak? Do we tweak anything? 
you know, do you do you make changes or do you just stick with the same format? And it's like, well, if you stick with the same format, is it going to get stale? That Tough question. Very hard. It is hard, man. That yeah. is literally one of the hardest things because, like, my listeners have grown uh, since since October. My listeners went. Uh, they were, uh, uh, I think it's a thousand percent more. Wow. Literally, yeah, yeah, and that is that is that is a true there. So it's, a jump. It, it it was crazy, and I didn't put any extra adverts in. I didn't do any. Well, I say extra adverts. I do no advertisement for it. I do nothing. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I'm looking at numbers, and where I was looking at tens of people, we're looking hundreds of people. And mm, like wow. I said to you before, cool. which people, you know, which people don't know, is I don't monitor my listens. Because I don't like it when people, I don't like it when people monitor their listens and say, oh, I've had so many hundreds of listens. And I think, well, okay, well, you can literally, and I know a lot of software that you can go onto Spotify, click it, play fucking six seconds, go back and play another six seconds and it'll count it as two plays. Yeah, now, you're bought or you're, something. You, only have to, you can do that for fucking 10, you do that 10 times. It's only taking a minute of your day. Yeah. Now, if you get a bot True. to do that, if you get some pals to do that, all of a sudden you've got a hundred listens, but it's one person. You haven't got any followers. So yeah. I track my um, unique IP addresses because I want to know how many people are listening, how many different people are listening. So yeah, so I've I always beat. I used to beat myself up about the numbers when I was down to like twenty, thirty a week, and I'm thinking, fucking hell, that's not really that many, but. It's like, well, actually, I know one's my wife listening to it. One's my dad. Who are the others? Mm. Who the hell are the others? Good and gosh. like I say, man, that went it went from that to now hundreds, you know, multiple hundreds of people every single episode. So it's like, fuck. <laughs> so someone's listening. Did you change anything? Or did you make any big changes? <laughs> I, I always laugh about it, and it's not a fucking personal thing at all, but it was when Aaron left. When Aaron left and went his own way, um, yeah, it, 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 I put another. I put an episode out that I've now taken down. It was a five-minute rant of me, and it was called "Where Have You Been and What's Happening Next?" Because there was a couple of weeks before, uh, after me and Aaron called it quits. Because we actually closed the podcast down. We actually stopped the whole podcast, and we put all the um, Instagram up, Twitter up to say thank you very much. Curtains closed. Thanks for the last God knows how many months. After that, um, I decided to revamp the podcast and go, fuck it. No, I'm not done yet. I've still got to do a few more bits with this. So I decided to put a five-minute podcast out just to say, hi, guys, it's me. I'm going to be doing it on my own from now on. I'm going to get some guests on. Let's see what happens. And it was five minutes. And then I had a guy called Shane Cummins come on um, from Realm of Unknown. And we just spoke for an hour and 45 minutes about you know, all the crazy shit. He does like cryptozoology, uh, cryptids, ghost stories and stuff like that. And for fucking some reason, I went on to look at my number of plays and it, uh, sorry, not plays, my number of um, unique IPs. And it was like late 60s. It was like 67, 68. And I was like, wow, that's fucking more than the last episode. Mm. And then I kind of left it for a bit shared it around a few places but nothing more than i would normally do and then it was a couple of hundred unique ips and i was like what the fuck's happening here 
okay. And I think with that, I then started pushing it a bit more to, to different people, different avenues, different places. Mm-hmm. And now that's one of the best episodes I've I've got so in terms of unique IPs. I actually know the one I had with um, Javier from Mexico um, is the best one so far. But yeah, so I, I don't know, man. I don't know what, what happened. So I, I didn't do anything particular. I didn't try to get, to do it. I've been doing this a while, man, and I've been in and out of the industry, you know, and I've never, ever heard anyone that does unique IPs. And that's just me that I haven't been introduced to that. But when you mentioned it, I was like, holy shit, that makes so much more sense because right now analytics, you know, every platform gives them to you, but there's a margin of error. And it's, it's not small. Like, then they'll tell you that, too. There's no way to actually capture the precise amount of listens, like, um, you know, ratings and downloads. It's for some reason. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because there's so many platforms. Um, like, when I, when I solicit, like, an advertisement or from, you know, reaching out to a manager or a PR rep for a guest, we always mention, you know, what's the audience reach? What's the demographic that we can compare and, and why you'd be a good guest to come on? Things like that. Mm. It's tough to do that, like, pinpoint it. you got to always give a range, because yeah. everything's just like a little off. So the unique IP thing, I mean, that's like scientific approach. <laughs> that's some legit shit, man. That is like calculus. Can you tell the fine, fine folks listening where they can find your pod and maybe some of your social media? Yeah, man, you can find me on if you go to Google or your chosen browser and type in TFTAK podcast or Tales from the Animal Kingdom podcast, you can find it on Spotify, uh, Google Pods, uh, whatever the fuck, all good pods, um, uh, Apple, everywhere. Uh, hit me up, Twitter, uh, Instagram. Uh, there is a Facebook, but don't use that, and it's all at TFTAK Podcast. At TFTAK Podcast, Tales from the Animal Kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Adam and you're gonna hear that you're gonna hear that TFTAK I guarantee it they are on board here at Blind Knowledge they are running they are breathing they are living dude thank you so much for joining me today thanks for having me man hell yeah dude and we'll do we gotta do it again sometime for sure for sure we we didn't talk enough about tunings and and strings (laughs) and what kind of pick gauge you use and all those fun things (laughs) But we'll have to get that on the flip. My name is Joey B. This is Knowledge's Degree. Thank you so much for listening to the Behind the Content miniseries. Maybe it's longer now. Behind the Content series here at uh, Blind Knowledge. Peace out, everybody. We'll see you next time. cool thing about blind knowledge is we are in multiple countries we are worldwide all across the globe we are in the u.s we are in the uk we are in canada germany india japan we're in australia y'all blindknowledge.com now back to the feature presentation